Welcome everyone to Monday Motivations with that motivational guy, Tony Canavero. Hey, that's me. Every Monday I'm bringing you motivation, mindset, training, book reviews, powerful guests, and sometimes some randomness from my entirely too many hobbies. Uh, for show notes, head on over to thatmotivationalguy.com slash podcast. There might even be some free gifts around there if you look around. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and make sure you get your regular Monday dose of motivation. Now, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode five of the Monday Morning Motivation from That Motivational Guy. That's me, Tony Canavero. Happy you guys are joining me here um, on the podcast and today or on YouTube if you're watching it there. Um, today I wanted to talk about, you've heard me say before if you listen to my other episodes, that motivation is, is only one part of achievement and is only one part of realization. And that's because motivation is easy to get and easy to lose. You have to mix it and temper it with other things like consistency and persistency, tracking, planning, and things like that. Motivation gets you started generally. So that's where we start. But why, I guess I titled this episode, How to Avoid the Motivation Malfunction. Because I think this happens to everyone uh, in the process of working towards some goal or something that you're trying to achieve. We, we all tend to run off the rails once in a while and not everyone knows why most people don't know why and even worse most of us don't know how to fix it and get back on track once you experience the motivation malfunction how to exercise your motivation muscles if you will muscles if you will so i'm going to run through some things here i hope you guys get some value from this i really appreciate you tuning in today uh, don't forget to like review subscribe and share if you can that would be great you're enjoying this podcast today I would I would really appreciate that after you've got some value from it. So I think there's a couple of things that really derail people and and cause their motivation to malfunction. And I'm going to I've got some notes here. I'm going to save what I think is the the biggest one for most people to the end and hopefully give you some concrete tips that you can use to short circuit some of those derailers if you will. So what happens to a lot of people when they lose motivation is they've lost sight of the vision of why they started in the first place. You know, most people decide to start something new, whether it's a business, whether it's a new job, whether it's a new health and wellness routine, whether it's a new diet, a new exercise program. We tend to start those with a, an end in mind. Even if it's not very clearly defined, we start them <clears throat> and we're motivated to, to make some changes. But the problem with that for most people is, is that the, those end goals are not defined enough. And so if they're not defined enough, then you will easily lose sight of the vision, right? It's very discouraging for people to wander aimlessly without a track to follow on. If you get lost in the wilderness, you can walk around a very small relative space and feel like you've lost all hope because you turned around. If you have a map or a GPS or a compass to follow, you can cover much greater amounts of territory because you know where you're going. And more importantly, you know how to get there. 
So loss of vision, I think, is really important. There's a when it comes to to this, this is really about good goal setting, which I will cover in greater detail in a later podcast, probably multiple times as we go forward here. But I think there's a quote that I use often to describe this. If we don't have a vision, if we don't have an end in mind, if we don't know what it is, it's a lot like that scene in Walt Disney's Alice in Wonderland, where Alice is in the garden and she is lost. And she encounters the Cheshire cat. And the Cheshire cat uh, is talking to her and, and Alice asks her, asks the cat, well, which way should I go? And the Cheshire cat looks down at Alice and says, well, that just depends, my dear. Where are you going? And she thinks for a moment and she says back to the Cheshire cat, well, I really don't know. And the Cheshire cat looks back down at her with that grin, the Cheshire grin, and says, well, in that case, any path will do. And that's where a lot of us are when we begin to make changes. We, we have a, a somewhat undefined goal that is not very precise, not very specific. It's not time-bounded. We don't really understand how we're going to get there or we don't think we can get there. And we don't really know where it is that we're going. And so we wander aimlessly, right? You might start really powerfully and then lose all power very quickly. It's much like the difference between a shotgun blast in a, in a high-powered rifle blast. Up close, the shotgun is going to have way more energy than the rifle does, but the rifle is going to have far more energy downfield than the shotgun does. The shotgun loses energy very, very quickly because the force is focused behind one bullet when it comes to a rifle. Compared to on a shotgun, you've got sometimes hundreds of pellets that have that force spread out amongst all of those hundred pellets. And so they don't ever get very far compared to the rifle bullet can go for a much, much greater distance. So I think that's one thing for sure. People lose sight of the vision that they had. And uh, one of the best things you can do is go and to correct this is to re look at on a daily basis, multiple times a day, what is your actual end result that you want and why do you want it? I'm going to spend, there's some information in, in um, uh, podcast number two, I think, is the episode it is, um, where I talk about the three and three quarter things that you can do to get motivated. There's some information on how to dial in that, that knowledge a little bit more and how you can set up daily routines, which is what I'm talking about in a minute. In the habit, get in the routine of looking at your vision, looking at your end goal, and try to define it. If you need help with that, look up, read more podcasts, or listen to more podcasts from us, and there's tons of good information out there on that as well. Number two, lack of ownership of your goals, I think really will cause you to become unmotivated very, very quickly, which is sort of related to losing the sight of the vision. I talk about this in, in um, another podcast as well, where I discuss... Uh, Put Your Dream to the Test, a book by John Maxwell, one of our mentors. And one of the most important, he asked 10 questions in that book, 10 questions on how to put your dream to the test. And the number one question, I think is one of the most profound questions is, do you own your dream? Does your dream fire you up? Does, is your goal something that you have an emotional connection to? 
If you don't, you're going to have real trouble staying motivated to get it if you don't have any emotional connection to that, right? So relook at those dreams. Go get that book. Or if you want to know more about masterminds and things like that around that course, reach out to us. We do teach that course. But that book will really help drive down to getting you connected to your dream and making sure that the thing that you want is what you actually want. One of our other mentors, David Bird, often said one of the reasons that people don't achieve their goals is they didn't actually want to in the first place. So counterintuitive because we automatically assume that if I write a goal down, I want it. Do you? Do you really? Do you think you should want it? Or do you actually want it? Do you want it deep in your soul? Do you want it with an emotional connection that's connected to what's important to you? Or do you want it because you want it for someone else? Or do you want it because someone else told you you should want it, whether that be a person or society or media? So I think that's a big reason why people uh, lose their motivation, have those motivation malfunctions, is they don't have an ownership of their actual goals. <clears throat> Number three, distraction. Too many things to do that aren't important. This is similar to the shotgun analogy, right? Where you will have a list of goals and you'll have like 40 goals or 10 goals. That's okay to have them, but you must identify the one that is most important for you right now. Because that's where you have to put the majority of your energy. Otherwise, you'll end up just like that shotgun blast. You'll come out strong and you'll peter off really quickly because you've tried to drive too many goals forward, right? So once you, and, and once you identify the, those real important goals, the ones that are your big ones, your most important to you, they don't have to be big, crazy, huge goals. They just have to be the most important one right now, Okay. So identify the most important goal for you right now and then carve back your daily activities to include only things that move you closer to that goal. I mean, there, there's some things around there for personal health and stuff like that, totally separate. But when it comes to uh, key performance activities uh, or KPIs, key performance indicators or HPAs, high performance activities, those things that are the key things that you must do daily in order to achieve that important goal, they have to go into your planner and your schedule first, and they have to be sacred. You must not violate that agreement that you make with yourself to achieve, to do those things. Because too many of us have a, a starting list of 20 things that we're going to get done for the day. And we start going through them and we look at the list. It's too big. We know we're not going to get all of them done. As soon as we write them down, we know we're not going to get them done. So that instantly starts to plant the seeds of defeat in us. And when those seeds get planted, they take root and we start having items drop off. And we're like, oh, that's okay. I had so many things to do. And you end up inevitably gravitating towards the things that are not important to do for your most important goal because they're easier generally, right? So by focusing in and identifying the most important goals that you want to accomplish right away and then designing your daily plan to include 
uh, HPAs, high performance activities, and, and being able to track those key performance indicators around just the core things that you need to do daily in order to move you closer to that goal is really going to help you avoid a word that I don't like to use because it plants seeds, but a lot of people use it. This will really help you avoid overwhelm. When you don't, you have less things to do, but they're more important, you will actually achieve more, even though you do less things. Really important, okay? And the last, number four and number five, I'm going to kind of blend these together into, they're two separate items, but they're so interconnected that I feel I have to treat them as one, one portion of the podcast. And that is dream stealers are a reason why we lose our motivation and comparisonitis. Comparisonitis? Compare-itis. Compare I'm not sure if those are actual words, but I made them up, so that works for me. They're so interconnected, but they're so critical on why you will lose motivation and start to fall away from your goals. Okay? I think that the biggest one of all of these is the comparison component. There's a saying, a quote, comparison is a thief of joy. And it is absolutely so true. My biggest video on TikTok to date was sharing another video that really illustrates comparisonitis and how it's easy to, you see someone else achieving something that you think you'd like, and it looks like it was easier for them and they did it faster. And so you leave your vehicle and you go to their vehicle and then you're sad because it's just as hard there. It might even be harder because we don't know where someone is on their journey when we're comparing the, ourselves to them. We don't know what they've done, what they've learned, what they've trained, how long they've been at it. We don't know how much time they invest in getting towards their goals. So to compare your journey to anyone else's journey is a 100% guaranteed way to completely derail your motivation. Guaranteed. If you compare yourself, now there, there's, there's one exception to this. If you compare yourself to others in that you use that for inspiration and motivation and say, wow, look what they did. I can do it. I'm not where they are, but I am going to get there. That's, that's totally good, healthy, and productive and will move you forward. But if you start to say, how come I am not where they are? That's instantly going to, that, that's, that is disaster. That is disaster not going to work for you, okay? Because what that triggers is it triggers the dream stealers. And it opens you up to other dream stealers and motivational uh, malfunctions, okay? And those are the, there's, they come in several forms. The, the more insidious of them are the little voice in the back of your head that says, how come you haven't got it yet? You suck, man. You didn't do the thing you were supposed to do this morning. You didn't get up when you said you were going to get up. You didn't work out. You didn't go for your walk. You didn't journal. You didn't make those five phone calls you needed to make. You didn't send those five emails. Man, you're terrible. I, you're just such a disappointment to myself. I can't believe how stupid I am. I can't believe how lazy I am. I can't believe how distracted I am. Maybe I was never cut out for this anyway. Those are the insidious ones that go on in our brain, especially 
after we compare ourselves to someone else. Okay? So after we compare ourselves to someone else, that is generally when that's the, the thin edge of the wedge, the crack in the door that allows those negative self-talk words to start bubbling up. They're in all of us, those negative self. That is everybody that has success has negative self-talk. They've just learned to control it, manage it, and replace it with positive self-talk instead. But listening and comparing yourself to others in a negative way is the surest way to end up with a motivation malfunction for sure. You end up beating yourself up and you can't get to where it is that you want to go. Those, I think, are the, the key, key reasons why people lose motivation. So what are some tips that you can use to prevent those things from happening? It's not an easy thing to, to answer because it's different for everyone, and you may not be able to prevent it, but what you can do is you can shorten those periods of motivation malfunction, those, those momentary losses of motivation. You can shorten those. And therefore, you will increase the amount of time that you're productive by doing that. And some of the ways to do that is to make sure you reward yourself often. Set benchmark for yourself. If I do these things that are important, I've identified them as being important to achieving the goal that I have, I will give myself a reward of some kind, whatever that is could be as simple as, you know, I'm going to have a special cup of tea that I like, or I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go for a walk. If it's a bigger goal, maybe you have an item that you'd like to spoil yourself with. It might be a, a pen if you're, if you're into fine writing implements. It might be um, a shopping excursion. It might be a special meal. It might just be taking a bubble bath or, or a long soak in the tub if that's something that you like. Whatever, or a fine glass of wine or whiskey or whatever it is that, that, that you enjoy. Set those little rewards for yourself because that will help keep you motivated and on task, right? Sometimes our goals are so far out. They're so big that we get lost along the way because we're not seeing any of that realization. But you got to understand about most goals. On the farm I grew up in, we actually had uh, pumps to pump water with when I was very, very young. I don't really remember them real well in the house. I know they were there but I don't remember using them. I was pretty small. I do remember using the water pumps out in the livestock, um, in the, in the well house. And the thing about a hand pump, if you ever used a hand pump water pump, you've got to pump and pump and pump and pump and work that hand up and down, pump and pump and pump. And it takes a long time. And all of a sudden water starts to come out the end of the spout. But depending how deep the well is and how big the pipe is, you might have to pump a long time with no results. And then once the water is flowing, you can pump that handle much more slowly. It's way easier to move. You don't have to work that nearly as hard to keep the water flowing. And our goals are very much like that. We have to put in the work prior to the achievement. We have to become the thing, the person. We have to create the situation that allows the realization and manifestation of the goal to happen. We can't get that out of order. We can't just decide we want a goal and have it occur. We need to create the environment in ourselves and in our world and, in our, and all around us that allows that goal to become true for us. Okay. 
So reward yourself along the way so that you know that, hey, I just have to keep pumping a little bit more. If I pump this much longer, I'll get a drink of water, right? Give yourself rewards so that you keep working towards the goal. Develop routines that serve you instead of serving your routines. So this requires a bit of work and a bit of exercise. And it's one of those things that I am always in process on and always working on getting better on. I'm very much a creature habit as we all are, but the, we have established operating patterns that we all work from. And I'm going to spend a ton of time on this as we go forward. This is all about mindset and existing habit patterns, existing thought patterns. We all have these same routines that we go through all the time. They're like an automated operating system. So look at those, look at your daily routine, look at it objectively, step away from it. Ask a trusted loved one, spouse, a family member to look at your daily routine with you and start to look at those daily routines and say, which of these parts of my routine do not serve the achievement of my goal? And then start to replace those parts of your routine with things that we talked about before, high payoff activities, HPAs. I got this from my mentor, David and Jenny Bird. Uh, it's not unique to them. It's a fairly common concept, but they're the ones that taught it to me developing those key activities that you must do on a regular basis daily in order to achieve your goal. Make sure that you replace parts of your routine with those high payoff activity things that will move you towards your goal. Develop new routines to replace the routines that don't serve you. Okay? Ignore others. If you're on a journey of health, of weight loss, let's use weight loss as an example right? I mean, if you, if you're really struggling with your health due to, uh, you know, your body weight, comparing yourself to others, if you go to the gym or exercise, for sure going to be the death of your joy. You have to ignore the people that are on a, that are on a different part of the path than you are because their path doesn't matter to your, to you. You can't walk their path. They can't walk your path. So ignore them, except to cheer them on and use their successes as positive motivation for yourself. Okay, that's, that's super key. And then when you fall down, and you will, we always do. When you fall down, you fall out of routine into a, the, a routine that does not serve you. When you go a three days without doing anything towards getting towards your goal and you catch yourself and you find that you've done that. Do not beat yourself up. That's in the past. You can't go back to yesterday and do something you should have done yesterday, yesterday. You can do it right now today though. The old Japanese saying the best time to plant the tree was a hundred years ago. The second best time to plant the tree is right now. You know, you cannot go back to yesterday and do something you should have done. So you can do it now, though. So do it now. So whatever that thing is that you're like, oh, I should have done this. Do it right then if you can. I, I'm so stupid. I'm so lazy. I can't believe I didn't do that. My mom said I'd never amount to anything. My spouse said I'd never amount to See, I told you, you're weak. You don't have discipline. Don't beat yourself up. Just observe it. This set of words has been some of the most powerful set of words I've ever applied to anything in my life. So what I'm about to give you is really 
good. It's really subtle, but it's really, really good. Whenever you find yourself becoming aware of something that you should have done, but did not do, simply say, isn't that interesting? There's no negative connotations to that. Isn't that interesting? What that does is it triggers your mind to look at it objectively. And when you can look at it objectively, you can grow from it. If you beat yourself up, you spiral into the dream stealer talks. And then it's all over with. It's all gone. Right? You're really struggling at that point. So whenever you find yourself in a challenging situation where maybe someone has done something they should not have done to you, maybe uh, you've had a partner treat you incorrectly, a business partner, maybe you've lost some money, maybe you are in a current situation where your job has been eliminated, where you're not sure, maybe you've been laid off, where you, or you find yourself thinking some really terrible thoughts. The moment you become aware of those things, and with practice, this becomes easier. The moment you become aware of those things, you say, isn't that interesting? That triggers your conscious and subconscious mind to be able to look at the problem objectively and come up with strategies to help you grow. So isn't that interesting? Don't beat yourself up. That's what I got for you guys today. I appreciate you being on here. We got some guests coming up in the upcoming episodes. So I hope you're going to tune in for our future episodes. I've got some really exciting guests. People you've, some people you've never heard of, but have fantastic stories. I cannot wait to share with you as well as some book reviews coming down the pipe. Excited to share those with you as well. Uh, and then ne next episode is the best advice I ever got about becoming motivated. So I hope you tune in to watch that. So don't forget guys to rate, subscribe, and review. Surely would uh, appreciate that when it comes to the podcast. So make today a fantastic day. You got this. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to That Motivational Guy podcast. I hope you got some value from this. Uh, as my thanks to you, please accept a free gift from us. Go to thatmotivationalguy.com slash change and download a free webinar course that my wife Vanessa and I did on how to change anything in your life. Anything. No strings attached. Don't even have to enter an email address to get the course. It's just our gift and our thanks from us to you. If after going through the course, you do get something from it, you'll have a chance to subscribe to more good stuff at that point in time, but only after we've proven that there's some value for it. Again, thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review pretty please, and then go out and make it a fantastic day.